This is Cinema Spin. Hello, everybody. I am Matt. I'm Jason. And welcome to a brand new episode of Cinema Spin, our fourth and what we believe is our last film in the series, looking at the films of the 1980s Nuclear Panic. And our film tonight is Testament from 1983. Testament, while starting as a project for the PBS American Playhouse, instead received a theatrical release in the USA. While offering yet another dour take on what life after a nuclear attack might look like, it differs from the others we have watched by definitely feeling more polished, I guess is the word I'm looking for. It lacks that made-for-TV feel that the other films certainly had for me, Mm -hmm. I thought. Um, This time the story is told, for the most part, through the eyes of a single family living in a small town that surrounds the greater San Francisco metro area. In particular, the film is framed around the viewpoint of the mother of the family, played by actress Jane Alexander. Alexander's role here carries a lot of the emotional weight of the film, and she she was nominated for Best Actress at that year's Oscars. As the audience, we watch the family live out their daily lives, both good and bad, until the inevitable attack happens. It is at this point where the film differs itself from something like The Day After or Threads. The area this film takes place in is mostly sheltered from any type of blast damage here. The, tri- the trials that the town must face are more related to food shortages, sicknesses from nuclear fallout radiation, and being cut off from news and help from the outside world. Don't worry, there's still plenty of sadness and misery to go around. <laughs> <laughs> A... <laughs> Uh, like having to watch a baby Kevin Costner perform a monologue about trying to find a proper wooden drawer to bury his baby in. (laughs) While I have a few nitpicky issues with this film that we'll discuss a bit later, I will say that for me, this is probably the best of the films that we've watched in terms of quality. What do you think? Uh, Well, I mean, this compared to the other movies, this this movie uh, wins the prize for keeping it simple. Um, Forget like international politics or like criticisms of infrastructure preparedness or any of that <laughs> or an shit. hour of setup <laughs> right the uh, the message here is clear nuclear war is bad because children will die slowly and right in front of you <laughs> right <laughs> um so yes is that you know this is is this message basic yes is it manipulative oh yes but it's also very effective um so uh, this movie is directed by a woman, uh, Lynn Littman. Um, it's based on a, uh, a short story by a different woman and uh, uh, Carol Amon. And uh, I, I think you can really feel the woman's touch on this, um, that there is a total indifference to sort of like how we got here or even sort of like where we're going there's a more subtle hand at work at, at at the wheel here it's yeah it's all about just loss it's all about just the the day-to-day trying to get by and failing to get by and watch having to watch what happens when you 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 uh don't when you aren't properly prepared right when, when, right yeah watch uh and and realize that there's nothing you can do right well i mean you know when you think about it the idea of having your skin instantly melted off or whatever isn't that scary because that happens in such an instant. You don't even right. You're you're alive and then you're not alive. Right. This living through this to watch your family members and maybe yourself slowly get sick over time. Right. Is a little more of a kind of thing that people can identify with in a way. You know. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um. And it's it's way more horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's. 
there's a scene in this where little Lucas Haas dies, right? That uh, is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this movie. So for like a, for the first sort of half of this movie, there is a lot of um, the the kind of work up to uh, the usual sort of you know oh what's happening something is going wrong and everything, and it you know feels uh, pretty pretty typical at this point. Yeah. Um. Then about halfway through this movie, like takes off its gloves and and then and it gets uh fucking ugly really quick. Um. Yeah. yeah and I I think that's where a little bit of my nitpicking comes in because I I'm not sure how realistic of a depiction this is. You know, I don't think, you know, they're close enough for the blast that there's a tremendous flash, mm-hmm. but yet there's zero kind of, you know, yeah, damage in terms of like a, you know, a, well, what's the word, you know, the wake, yeah, debr- oh, debris wake or the, anything. Yeah. There, the, there's the blast, yeah, which, right. you know, at some point that, that blast is the wake's going to dissipate. Yeah. But I wonder that far out is, is, is the radiation going to be that fatal because you know i mean if, you, if you're not if you're out of the immediate fallout yeah supposedly like two days later it's down to like one percent of it was after the blast uh maybe and this um, radiation is not you know giving people cancer that they die from 25 years later this cancer is systematically killing everybody right, in the ki- town it, it, yeah it's, it's killing you and people go from over the course of a few days being you know relatively healthy to being dead wrapped up in a blanket in the next yeah, although Lucas Haas, scene. though, uh, we take it, uh, was uh, uh, already sort of a sickly kid. Yeah, he's, you yeah. see him sick. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's sort of maybe the sheltered um, kid in the family disabled. to begin with. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. There, There is a feeling... Okay, so on the one hand, I spent a lot of our time here complaining about how... Uh, CGI has just sort of taken over the whole industry and how crappy CGI is. And now I'm going to complain that this very small personal movie doesn't have um, any uh, sort of, it, does, it doesn't have a nuclear a depiction of the nuclear blast. It doesn't have any depictions of large crowds of people like, like storming the, uh, uh, the Walmart or anything. Um, and okay, fine. I understand that this is, you know, small budget and and this is before the era when you can just you know put that in a computer but at the same time it makes this movie feel um kind of artificially small um i i couldn't in a way there's something interesting about it because it is it's almost like if if the fallout happened in 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 like a like a laboratory because this this area that this is in is so kind of like cut off from the rest of the it's you know it's like a you know, it's like its own little bottle under a dome. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I, I, I don't. I never really felt just how cut off this was because well, you can apparently is, I guess, a bedroom community or, or like a, a, a suburb because apparently you can drive. You can just drive into the city, right? Um. So, and it always. I mean, what they show on screen always kind of looks like a suburb. So it. I mean, if they, this, it, but at the same time, they're kind of going for a small town. If they hit. Feel. I'm not. I'm not super familiar with the geography of of uh, of San Fr- the San Francisco area. If they hit downtown San Francisco with a bomb, would the sh- would the mountains shield some of the areas from the blast? I mean, the mountains are somewhat close, right? Um, nah, not that close. You I don't mean, see hills in the, the other... background, like like L.A. or whatever. Uh, or... for much further in the background than, than Los Angeles. Um. So um, yeah, I mean the 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 hills would help, but by the time you get to the mountain, I think you have to 
you probably have to drive you have to i think you have to drive for a while to get the mountains from uh, san francisco okay um to the south anywhere south and, and east anyway so yeah they uh i think i was kind of in my head i kind of thought it you know and put it in terms of like our area i kind of mm-hmm. thought it more like a more like a like a where we like waterloo yeah. you know yeah. where where it's 25 miles removed from downtown yeah yeah um at the same time i i guess i could have i could have used a little more of a geography lesson i guess something to sort of establish just how many people we're dealing with yeah i mean um, the only the only news we get is like the the, the one man in town is like a ham radio o- operator and he's mm-hmm. getting yeah. messages to some places and some places he's unable to reach yeah and san francisco you know downtown san francisco is one of the places he can't reach so we know that that's been destroyed but we don't know, like, are you know, like, the, there's drinking water circulating. Are they getting that locally? Or are they, you know, is some, you know, is, yeah, I get the yeah. impression it's sort of cut off, you know. Yeah, the, that's the so. The first half of the movie seems to felt like it was try, kind of uh, going. The movie was going to be about the kind of whole town kind of coming together and the the struggles they go through. The second half much more poignant and effective. Um, focuses just on the one family. Um, and it seems like the, the, the town stuff to me didn't quite feel right. It didn't quite, it felt a little half-hearted. Um, the, There's yeah. a tie in the bicycle somehow. There's the, it's a metaphor <laughs> for perseverance. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the boy's father who doesn't make make it past the blast, spoiler alert. Yeah, he, William um, Devane. He was always wanting to, to drive his, you know, the, that was his thing. He was, you know, trying to make his son into a better cyclist. And then the... The cycle becomes a tool for the town and and the family and yeah you know yeah um, yeah and then you know the second half is better but like so bleak <laughs> yeah some of the deaths I thought kind of came from okay <laughs> this person's healthy next scene this person's got a little bit of a sniffle next scene, right this yeah. person's <laughs> dead like the daughter well, especially yeah, I thought well she... yeah at the same time I th- <laughs> it's sort of effective because it's so arbitrary you know it's like oh yeah. Um, she's just gone. And, and also then it sort of like, um, it becomes the kind of like this sort of existential statement on just the nature of, of, you know, forget about the nuclear war, like anybody, you know, here, even without a nuclear war, anybody can just be, can just disappear at sure. any moment, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, this is definitely the most effective of the, the movies we've watched in the series, um. Agreed. Not not without not without its flaws. Um, no, it, it, it does feel small. It, it yeah. feels like some of the reasons some of those things are there is budgetary. Well, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Don't get me. Yeah, uh, and and you have to cut it some slack on that. It's just sure um, we're we're so used to uh, you know these big CGI establishing shots. You know uh, that you know it's it's uh, rotted my brain. Um, but uh, yes, uh, so I mean, yeah, this this movie is is maudlin and it's manipulative. Don't get me wrong, uh, it's uh, but um, but some but it's effective in its manipulation. Yeah, I, um, I I would agree with that. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with killing children, right? <laughs> in terms of like evoking <laughs> evoking emotion, it's always a good emotional <laughs> right. beat if you want to get if you're <laughs> right. going for something in particular, right? Uh, yeah, but uh, God, the scene where where you know he's he comes up and he's you know just getting sicker and sicker and then she sort of turns him around and y- you think oh he shit his pants oh wait that's not poop 
<laughs> yeah. She's bathing That's him or whatever. Blood, and she's bathing him, but and it's just in bloody water, right? Yeah, it's she, like, that, that, water's, that water's clean, but she sets his hind end, and it's immediately yeah, cloudy right. and bloody. It's, yeah, like, right. Like, it's, oh, like, it's like mash. She's right? really sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, whoever thought this Nuke Movies uh, series was going to be like a fun, lighthearted <laughs> romp. Fuck that dude. No, definitely uh, definitely nuclear war uh, is depicted here in these films being a bad thing. <laughs> yes, yes. So if, you know, uh, I think we're, we're going to move on from the series from now, but I think what we have learned here, this kind of tie that binds all these movies together is nuclear war is back. I think so. <laughs> there are no winners in nuclear war. <laughs> Certainly not the children. <sighs> Unfortunately, uh or their pants. And of course, um, the toy line Masters of the Universe plays is in this film. There's yeah. uh, uh, several scenes. Skeletor would have been appearance. practically brand new because it hadn't come out in 82. As, and as they filmed this, that was the hottest toy on the planet probably. Yes. And, <laughs> I remember that. There were six of I'm them. I'm sure back Mattel then. loved it to be portrayed in this <laughs> uh, dour <laughs> uh, anti nuclear war film. Well, anything, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm sure, you know, there's no this, such thing as all the bad kids publicity. went to this movie, I guess. That's true. Yeah, I imagine the box office for this was was pretty limited. Yes, um the uh Jane Alexander, uh the uh here the protagonist of this movie, the mother um got uh nominated for be- for best actress for this. Yeah, I mentioned that at the top. Oh, you did. Oh, I did. okay. Sorry. But I mean it's it's, it's I worth was, mentioning. I space she, out. She as um she, I didn't recognize her at first in this movie, but she's Quite a career, really, that spanned you know several Emmy nominations beyond this, and yeah, you know, she was still working today in, in TV. Yeah. Um, Can you name anything else she did? Uh, the 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 Good Wife is oh, something oh, I saw. Okay, yeah, I did okay, look right, over right, it. Yeah, okay. Um, lots of stuff. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to challenge you. She's in it for a couple, <laughs> uh, couple, you know, where she does like a guest spot for a couple episodes or something. Yeah, like she's that. done like an episode. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's it's you know that's. Typical churn and burn kind of actor who, the kind of people who the the strike is for probably now. <laughs> right. <laughs> not the not the uh, the Kevin Costner's who I did mention earlier, but has a. Is this his first film? Because it's 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 very early Kevin Costner. Yeah, it's uh, Re- Rebecca De Mornay is his wife, right? So, uh, yeah. Once they leave, that's when things really get ugly. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, was this his first movie? I think was. This before or after the big, ch- he was <laughs> chopped out of the big chill. <laughs> I think right about the after. same yeah, time. Right around the same yeah. time. So, all right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this movie testament, and it's going to do it for the series. We think yeah. there we could follow up if, if if a movie comes up we think needs to be added on to this. Hey, we're freewheeling. We can do whatever the hell we want. Anything we want. But as for now, I think we've we've like I said, the big conclusion is here: nuclear war bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sort of, and I think I, I mentioned this off off air, but. Uh, I was sort of thinking we might run into something with like a, a more hopeful take. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that would be. <laughs> I don't even know what shape or form that would take. But uh, I just was thinking that there might be, you know, is, is there a movie where it almost comes to, and then it get, they stand well, out? War again. Games. Right, but that's more, I would, that's kind of an AI movie to me. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it definitely fits this to a, to a bill. I yeah, mean, it's it definitely degree. about the anxieties of, of the possibility of nuclear war. Maybe you know, I don't know. Maybe if we explore more uh, more mainstream movies of this time, you know, or the thing more, about more about the brinksmanship. The thing about 
war games, and I may be wrong. Does anybody outside that bunker know about what's going on? Huh, I don't think good, so. I don't outside think the, of Morad, I don't, right? I don't think the, the, like the populace knows anything. Good question. Hackers. Hackers. But, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> that, would be, that would be an interesting movie to revisit to look back on, like, its attitude towards technology, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, true. For, forget just the fact that, you know, uh, this uh, machine with, you know, probably like a whole meg of memory. <laughs> it's like <laughs> right. a speaking spell. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, is is going to, you know, gain sentience, right? But uh, but just to look back on, because that has some, a lot of the early sort of hacker stuff, and there's like, yeah, the first time I ever modem. saw a modem. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is this modem thing? Right? Well, I can tell you this right now. Uh, judging it, you know, comparing it to a movie that I, I, I definitely hate for the passion, The Net, which was an early movie that came out in the internet era. Like, right. that, that movie with said, the woman from the bus. <laughs> with the woman from the bus, yes, yeah, Sandra Bullock. She can do, she being an, an internet expert, can do anything with the internet that she wants. Of course. Things that still aren't possible 25 years later. And that movie's ridiculous, and I think War Games is definitely more realistic with its computing stuff than it is. Anyway, thanks for joining us on this final episode of our look into the nuclear films of the 1980s. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. Bye.